So, <coughs> yeah, we were doing Canto 4, Chapter 29. Till yesterday we had done up to 50. You know, that is uh, verse 50. So, we will do 51 verse onwards. So, this is talks between Narada and King Prachinnabari. So, verse 51 says, One who is engaged in the devotional service has not the least fear in material existence. This is because the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the super soul and friend of everyone. One who knows this secret is actually educated and thus educated can become the spiritual master of the world. One who is actually a bona fide spiritual master, the representative of Krishna, is not different from Krishna. Yesterday we, we did this line in a one small paragraph. But now he is given an idea about who are the spiritual masters and what is it that makes them the spiritual master? So first and foremost you have to understand that the devotional service is what draws everybody towards Krishna. If you are using your brain, that is if you are using your mind, which is in the form of Sankhya Yoga, you are using your body, which is in the form of Karma Yoga, body is a physical body, if you are doing any other kind of a yogic activity which is connected to the pranas, which is pranayama, or if you are doing it for any other like processes, which is again bodily, all our bodies put together, then it is not going to lead you towards Krishna at all. What happens in the devotional aspect is, the devotional aspect is connected to the heart to your heart which is connected to the heart of Krishna or basically Krishna's. So devotion is always connected to the heart. It's always connected towards being in devotional service to the Lord. That means the aspect of only thinking about Krishna, only thinking about that's a single pointed devotion. You don't have to do any other thing besides that. Yesterday we did a lot of verses where he says very clearly, Anarad Muni says very clearly, he says that there are various gods and goddesses, there are various deities which we go and pray in various places. You should forgo all those things and only be in devotion to the Supreme Divine Consciousness which is called Krishna. So here it says, begins with the line, one who is engaged in the devotional service has absolutely no fear of material existence. Material existence means getting trapped in the world of Maya. That means material existence talks about getting educated, getting married, get all those kind of things which are a part and parcel of our material existence. Those who are in, in the material world, if they only follow devotional aspect to Krishna, then they don't have to fear this material existence of theirs. Why? Because this Supreme Personality of Godhead is the Super Soul who the Super Soul is Krishna, a devotion to Krishna, a devotee of Krishna. He, one who knows this secret is actually educated. If you know the secret, what is the secret? Secret is become a devotee of Krishna directly. That means, very simply, you don't have to have in intermediaries. No need of intermediaries. 
don't have what is called oh i am going to go to this god and going to tell him supplicate to him and say i want to reach that that means suppose if i want something to be done in the united nations i better talk to the un secretary general ban ki moon correct why should i talk to some under secretary or somebody like that if i have something to do in india i will go and talk to mr narendra modi directly why do i need to talk to some officer somewhere down the line so if you can understand this if i have narendra modi's ears i know what i can do in india lot of things same way if i know krishna directly by devotion then all the education that i need will come to me isn't it see one who knows the secret is actually educated and one who has educated can become the spiritual master of the world the spiritual master are the gurus and who is the guru the one who is actually a bona fide spiritual master is a representative of krishna is not different from krishna at all he is krishna himself so this is the methods which he is employing the great sage narada continued oh great personality i have re- replied properly about all that you have asked me now here another narration and that is accepted by saintly persons and is very confidential so now he is going to give another explanation my dear king please search out that deer who is engaged in eating grass in a very nice flower garden along with his wife that deer is very much attached to his business and he is enjoying the sweet singing of the bumblebees in his garden just try to understand his position he is unaware that before him is a tiger which is accustomed to living at the cost of another's flesh behind the deer is a hunter who is threatening to pierce him with sharp arrows thus the deer's death is imminent now this is a story which he is talking about a very very simple story he is talking about a human being a human being is exactly like a deer he is engrossed with his wife and children in the material world oblivious to anything in the world he is only bothered about i have to go and earn money i have to take care of my family and i have to enjoy my life how do i enjoy my life i go on a holiday on a yearly basis i enjoy going watching movies with my children and my wife i do this i do that i make money for them so he is enjoying the grass whereas on one side there is a tiger tiger is right there in front of him but he cannot see the tiger and behind him there is another person that is a deer hunter a deer hunter is a person who knows what the deer is good at the deer is good at if you remember it has got that thing in its navel which is very very important musk so he is after that then he is after the skin because he uses the skin and then he sells it in the market for a very high price that means we have in our material world these kind of things existing so let us see the next verse then you will understand it much better my dear king woman who is very attractive in the beginning but in the end very disturbing is exactly like a flower which is attractive in the beginning and detestable in the end with woman the living entity is entangled with lusty desires and he enjoys sex just as one enjoys the aroma of a flower 
he does enjoys a life of sense gratification from his tongue to his genitals and in this way the living entity considers himself very happy in family life united with his wife he always remains absorbed in such thoughts he feels great pleasure in hearing the talks of his wife and children which are like the sweet humming of bumblebees that collect honey from flower to flower he forgets that before his time before him in time which is taking away his life span with the passing of the day and night he does not see the gradual diminishing of his life nor does he care about the superintendent of death who is trying to kill him from behind just try to understand this you are in a precarious position and are threatened from all sides so he is describing what this deer is actually all about the deer is enchanted with his own life how is the deer enchanted with his own life he has got a wife he has got children first he is enchanted because first he looks at a woman and he feels very enchanted by her beauty and later on he has children and he becomes a householder so when he becomes a householder there are two things which he has to be afraid of what was it that he says he forgets that before him in time what is taking away the life he's he's going slowly slowly towards his death and on the other side that is yamdev is waiting over there in the wings what does he do he is he is waiting behind for him to die and then become another person in his life so you keep on taking life after life life when one life goes you go into another one then into another one then into another one then into another one you keep on going ahead and ahead in time and family life these are two things which are always trapping this individual my dear king just try to understand the allegorical position of the deer be fully conscious of yourself and give up the pleasure of hearing about promotion of heavenly planets by fruitive activity give up household life which is full of sex as well as stories about such things and take shelter at the supreme personality of godhead to the mercy of the liberated souls in this way please give up your attention attraction for material existence so what is he trying to say over here he says that i given you one example of the deer the deer is involved in the material world just like a person like a human being so human beings are involved in the material world he says please give up these two things the pleasure what are the pleasures that are going to come first and foremost it's about the material worldly life that he is having and listening about the fruitive activities oh if i do this i'll get that if i do that i'll get that that uh, yesterday also we did that you know there are so many suktas there are so many things which uh, are mentioned in the rigved if you do this you will get that if you do that you will get that so uh, somebody's uh, microphone is on all right so if that is the case then you will understand that you are constantly trapped in the material world so he is telling narad muni is telling him give up this kind of fruitive activities when you give up this kind of fruitive activities then what happens you have to take shelter at the feet of the divine lord that is krishna how do you do it first you go to a liberated soul that is you go to a divine master he will tell you how to do this thing so take shelter of the supreme personality of godhead through the mercy of the liberated soul in this way please give up a attraction to your 
material existence. The king replied, My dear Brahmana, whatever you have said I have heard with great attention and considering all of it have come to the conclusion that the teacher or the acharya who engaged me in fruitive activities did not know this confidential knowledge. If they were aware of it, why did they not explain it to me? So King Prichanavari is asking Narad Muni, he says, can you please tell me why is it that my teacher, who is my teacher? The teachers, those who teach about the material things, what do they teach the people about material things? They are going to tell you how many sacrifices to perform, what are the things that you got to do. Like you do this one's puja, you get this, you do that one's puja, you get that. So he is asking the sage, can you please tell me why is it that, do these people know first thing? Do these people know what we are actually doing? See yesterday also I asked you all this question. Today also I am reiterating that question. What I am saying is, our parents, our forefathers actually have no clue about what these books are talking about. So what they do is, they tell you, you do this and you do this and you do this and you do this. So you go to the temples, you do so much of archana, you do, you give so much of gold and jewelry and you know money and this and that, you put it in the hundi over there. So many things are being mentioned over there and you do this and you do that. Finally what happens? You are getting trapped with that particular deity, isn't that? So you are continuously getting trapped in that deity's place. You are in no way going to get out of it. So this is what is called the material worldly knowledge which these acharyas, which these kind of teachers are giving. But are these teachers the ones who are going to give you liberation? No way. My dear Brahmana, there are contradictions between your instructions and those of the spiritual teachers who engage me in fruitive activities. I now can understand the distinction between devotional service, knowledge and renunciation. I had some doubts about them. But you have very kindly dissipated all these doubts. I can now understand how even the great sages are bewildered by the real purpose of life. Of course, there is no question of sense gratification. So the king is saying, with your knowledge which Narad Muni has given him, he is fully able to understand that there is no point in doing these kind of fruitive activities. These kind of prayers to some sort of gods and goddesses, they are going to lead us completely down the path of you know life after life after life because you are getting trapped in these kind of activities. So he says now that I have understood this, so what is it that I have got to do? I have to only focus on one thing that is called devotional service. Once I have devotional service, I will also get the knowledge which in turn will lead me towards renunciation. The result of whatever a living entity does in this life are enjoyed in the next one. So the king is telling him, I understand that if I enjoy any kind of things in this life, let us say for example, like I was saying, you know, that uh, suppose you want money and you are running after money or you want a very good job or you want a very good position in the government or you want something which is really, you may think, you know, this is worthwhile, I have to have it. It is called fruitive activity. The fruitive activity is connected to karma. So anything that is connected to karma is anyway going to lead you into the next life where you will have to pay. 
Let us say for example, just one example I will give you. There is a particular program which is called United Nations Children's Emergency Fund. You know, UNICEF, I am sure some of you must have heard of it. Or, now, let us say for example, you are leading this particular program. Okay? If you are leading this program and if you are going to different different countries where the children are in poverty, in doldrums, they don't have any money to, uh, you know, no education, no money, no food, no power, nothing, nothing is there, no water also. And you are going from the United Nations to go and look after these children. You give them money and you say, okay, here is the money, get educated, you build up schools over there. So what is it that you are going to lead up to? Isn't this called fruitive activity? This is called 100 times the same activity that you think you are doing. You think you are doing a great favor to the material world. Sorry, that is not called a favor. So what is it that you have sanctioned yourself in the next life? You have sanctioned yourself help from these same children. The children that you think you have helped are going to then help you in your next life. So I have you not sanctioned yourself the poorest of the nations, the poorest of the families where there will be no water, there will be no food, there will be no shelter, you will have no education. So what is it that you have got sanctioned yourself for? All these things which you think that you are going to do a great favor in this life of yours. So in the next life you be ready for getting favors from other people. Always remember it is a give and take in this world. What you give is what you receive. So suppose you give 100 rupees, you have to receive 100 rupees. No, charity. Now charity means what? Please understand what is the meaning of the word charity. Charity means if I have 100 rupees and if I can, if my total spending that I am doing which means including saving a little bit for my children that comes to 95 rupees the 5 rupees which is surplus which I will not feel the pinch even if I give it to any person in the world that is called charity I have to give it to the deserving person who is the deserving person? the deserving person will be right in front of your nose you tell me why will there be a deserving person in Botswana and Uganda and uh, all those kind of places. Why? Why should there be a person at the end of the other part of the world? Can you not see right in front of your nose? Can you not see that there is somebody who is deserving who can be given that 5 rupees? Do you mean to say that I am sitting here in uh, say let us say Bangalore and I should go all the way to Timbuktu to give the 5 rupees to some person. That is the biggest foolish thing that you can do. Charity begins at home, isn't it? And the home is in right next to my house. Can I not start doing CSR activity right in my compound? Please understand, charity begins at home. Where does it begin? Right here, right now. So why can I not do charity like that? Why do I need people to come from one part of the world to do something in the other part of the world? I don't think that is called charity. Krishna never said, you know, India say Sri Lanka jao ya fir Japan jao or other charity karo. I am sure he is not, that is not what he meant. So charity has to be done, no doubt about it. 
so let us say for example if i have certain money can i see what is the most deserving one over there and offer him that so let us say i have a maid in the house the maid in the house has a child can i give that money to that child and get the child educated i can definitely i can i don't have to give to the united nations uh, some fund of mine i can give it right at home right there on the spot don't you think that that money would have gone for the right purposes there are no administrative expenses you got what i'm saying no administrative expenses i don't have to pay the billions and millions of people who are going to be the in between people on the way let us say for example i am a billionaire i have got about 10 billion dollars in my bank account which i want to spend on charity now if i want to spend 10 billion dollars on charity why do i need to find some child in some god forsaken country over there and go and put on a tap over there or give give the child in you know, okay i am giving you a glass of water what is the point the whole bloody world next to your doorstep is dying can you not put the money right there itself on the spot so if i have to go and spend that 10 billion i would rather spend it in my own house and make my place the most beautiful place so think about it if arjuna or yudhishthir after becoming the king of indraprastha what is the meaning of the word indraprastha is the kingdom of the indra the indra's heaven you know basically it's called the indra's heaven i have to make my place indraprastha why do i need to go to myth, uh, some other place you know magadha desha or something like that or help somebody in some other place i don't have to so can i not start here and now like padma writes here and now right here in my house i can do that i will not have to spend on administrative expenses and employing 1 million people to spend my 1 billion dollars over there in that 1 billion dollars which i spend to give to 1 million people who are my chamchas i will be spending more than 700 or 800 million dollars in that am i right or wrong think about it is that 1 billion going to those people no way it is nowhere going so there is no point in doing this kind of a foolish charity charity has to be done right where i belong so can i not improvise in my own household can i not give to my nearest friend or the one whom i see right with my own eyes the deserving person right there so when somebody comes and tells me you know oh i gave to this temple and i gave to that charitable trust and this fund and that fund i look at them and i say how foolish can this biggest idiot in the world can he not see below his own nose you know right there in his near his house there are certain deserving things to be done so if somebody tells that i have to do a csr why do i need to do csr in some other place why not do right there on the spot so doing it is very very important so i hope you understood what it means so otherwise think about it like i said you know next life you be ready for doing what did i please understand what is the meaning when i say these words right there means what comes to you naturally that person who is deserving will actually come and stand in front of you
can you recognize that person or do you want to join some place which is which is not even heard of actually you are joining there huh hmm. yes so we have to join somebody some other place in the world which has no value for us so there is no point i am an earthling i will take care of my earth i am an indian i have to take care of india i am a kannadiga i have to take care of karnataka if i am a bangalorean i better take care of bangalore if i stay in alsur i better take care of alsur you understand this whole point that is the reason why you are kept over there not that you have to be staying in in karnataka and thinking about some poor children in some other places in the world i don't think that is a right yes you have been given there the place and the the reason why money has come to you is for that purpose alone not for any other purpose it's otherwise going to go in so called administrative expenses which is a worst thing that you can do that means you are giving people to wrong type the employment is given to wrong type of people oh who are these wrong people let me give you an idea about the wrong kind of people that we employ these are ambitious people people who are very very ambitious they want big big certificates they go to different distant places in the world to get certificates from you can find out from bitter or any other person they will go to some god forsaken place so that they can get a certificate that i was in uganda and i was trying to save one child for what purpose is this child getting saved by some person from a remote place in united states i don't think that is the right thing to do can you not save the people right there in your neighborhood there is no need of a certificate you are actually doing a very good social service over there so social service begins right at home you don't need to go searching for a place somewhere in the sun you are an ambitious person then you are not worthy enough to be given your you know moksha then you better be that kida who is going to keep on coming back to life again and again and again and again and again understand this you go and you try to do something like this which is not even in front of your nose then you have to go and become that in your next life so it is is the same thing like a deer in the forest this is what it means the expert knower of the vedic conclusion says that one enjoys or suffers the result of the past activities but practically it is seen that the body that performed the work in the last birth is already lost so how is it possible to enjoy or suffer the reactions of that work in a different body now this is a valid question the valid question is this say in my past life in my past life if i was a tiger or if i was a lion or if i was a human being and in the next life instead of becoming a human being i become something else so how is it going to benefit beneficial thing will only happen in the reverse order isn't it let us say how the reverse order works suppose i have a dog okay and i am taking care of the dog the poor dog was the poor dog he was found on the road side in some place you know the dog pounds and all these places that people go and search out for the oh he has got such lovely eyes i want to take him with me you know these idiots who are there in this world are uh, they all they put dog pictures and cat pictures and all that think think ha huh? i'm just trying to tell you this is a verse i'm explaining Let's see see the significance of this verse so you are seeing a dog 
who has got some like this eyes. Why? Because he is a funny creature. Okay. His eyes are like that because yeah, we have a lot of people with big eyes and small eyes, isn't it? Human beings are also there. Some have got one eye, some have got two eyes, some have got three eyes by the way. Oh, they have extra eye, which is secret eye. They have got eyes all over the place. Remember that. So these dogs are there. And you see a dog who has got a very baby like a okay, so cute, so cute, so cute. Oh, he's got a leg broken, he's got hands broken and his tail is gone. Okay, we should take this Lula, Langada, Pangla and all that and take him and uh, take care of him. Think about it. Now you have taken the dog, you are going to take care of him. As per the law of karma, what have you sanctioned yourself? Think, you are going to be a dog in your next life, sir. You are going to be a dog in your next life. Kutta, uske do tangdiyan nahi rahegi, ek pooch nahi rahega, aankh bhi aisi rahegi, kaane ke jaisi. And us time pe hai na, wo jo kutta hai, wo aadmi ban ke aayega aur bolega, acha kitna acha kutta hai, isko main leke jaoon. Hmm. To aise hoga. So, did you understand this verse? This verse is very significant of what you are actually sanctioning yourself. If you are going to do like this, you are going to sanction yourself this kind of a life. The expert knowers of the Vedic knowledge conclusion says that one enjoys or suffers the results of the past activities. But practically it has been seen that the body that performed the work in the last birth is already lost. The body is lost. And how is it possible to enjoy or suffer the reactions of the work in a different body? How can you enjoy, suppose you, can you, let us say, in the next life you have become a dog and the dog who was there has now become a lion or some other, maybe he has become a Korean. Then what happens? How is he going to look at you? Okay. So it is, it all depends on what you are actually looking at. So the great sage Narada continued, The living entity acts in a gross body of this life. This body is forced to act by a subtle body, composed of mind, intelligence and ego. After the gross body is lost, the subtle body is still there to enjoy or suffer. Thus there is no change. Now remember, this is what we were talking about. Even if you lose this physical body, the physical body is lost, you still are retaining the other bodies. That is from mind body downwards, you are going to retain. In that body, the enjoyment happens. Remember this. In that body, the enjoyment happens. When you are using those bodies, that body, remember, you are helping a dog. So in the next life, these bodies will enter a dog. And then you will become a physical dog. But other bodies are inside, are they not? So you you will become either an enjoyer or a sufferer of whatever that you have done. How is the sufferer? Suffering I did not say, I just told you about you are doing good to the dog. Now let us say suffering. Now, we will take the same example. You see this dog. Okay, lula, langda, ek tail nahi hai, do pair nahi hai and all that with you know, very funny eyes and all that. Now what you do is, you say, this dog doesn't need to live, you know. He doesn't have legs, he doesn't have tail. Where is he going to go and eat? So I take a gun out and I shoot him on the spot. Okay? I shoot that dog. 
what do you expect in the next life will happen common sense will tell you that the dog will become a man and you will become a dog with lula langada thing and that fellow is going to come and shoot you you have already sanctioned yourself that kind of a life so what makes the difference so why because the subtle bodies all the rest of the body that is mind body downwards is going to go in this other body right thus there is no change the living entity while dreaming gives up the actual living body through the activity of his mind and intelligence he acts in another body either as a god or a dog abhi dekho kutta ka example aaya see ha after giving up this gross body the living entity enters either an animal body or a demigod's body or in this planet or in another planet he thus enjoys the result of the actions of his past life you know why i was talking about only two people one man and one dog why did i speak about these two people we call it sahavas sahavas means your closeness to that person you are in bit you are close to that person it's your rinano bandha it is you owe him that you owe that person that suppose if i have taken money from you can i give it to some other person no return it to some other person is not correct no yes coexistence or cohabitants it's basically you have to return it to the exactly the same person that you have taken from otherwise can you say ek se liya dusre ko de diya chalega no suppose if i have taken money from world bank and i give it to some other country is that okay and then you say you know i gave it to that country world bank should be happy the world bank is going to sue you so don't say you know that you have used the money for somebody else you can't even do that so it's the same thing so what is there this man and this dog are tied up in relationship to each other just like a husband and wife okay the husband is going to become a wife and the wife is going to become a husband but one question is over there now let us say the husband is going to become a dog the wife is also going to become a dog only <laughs> you can't have something else over there okay so yes bitch <laughs> so suppose he becomes a bird then the other one is also going to become a bird so you are sanctioning both the lives together sir not one two two sanctions and imagine two two sanctions all your lifetime ek lifetime nahi bas ho gaya to kutte ke jaisa aage ja ke jhagda karne wale abhi kutte ke jaise karte hai aage ja ke kutte ke jaise actually karenge socho isn't it isn't it so funny that we are going to do exactly what we are not supposed to do so understand this so the living entity while dreaming gives up the actual living body to the activities of the mind and intelligence he acts in another body either as a god or as a dog you can get any body you can become a demigod for all you know you can become a dog you can become anything so he thus enjoys the result of the actions of his past life yes sahavas dosha you are right about it the living entity labors under the bodily conceptions of i am this and i am that my duty is this and therefore i shall do it these are the mental impressions and all these activities are temporary nonetheless by the grace of the supreme personality of godhead the living entity gets a chance to execute all the mental concoctions thus he gets another body krishna gives everybody a chance he says to them okay here is the chance or oh, the united nations person went away he didn't like it is it 
<laughs> okay. So, the living entity labors under these bodily conceptions of I am this or I am that. Oh, back! I am very happy. So, <laughs> so, what happens? I, a person feels I am this or I am that. Think about it. Today, you feel that you are such a nice person. I help everybody around. I am, I am the one God has given to me and I give everybody. I am the great helper in this world. Okay? You, you know how many people you must be meeting on the way who keep on telling you this time and again. What do they say, you know? Like, he makes it a point of drawing the attention to you saying how very great Dani he is. Dani means person who keeps on giving. So the person will always draw this and then finally there is a there is a line below which is I don't do anything I don't do anything but you have already said I give this, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this so you have always said you know I am this or I am that one of the two so my duty is this and therefore I shall do it he believes that he that, that is his duty who is this person who says that is his duty and does it ahankari person who has ego he says this is my duty and i think i i owe it to this and the person says now we are talking about the one who is going to get trapped so don't uh, don't, don't misunderstand swadharma over here narada is telling the king about what kind of a person who gets trapped so what he is trying to say over here is very simply translates into there are people in this world who keep on thinking that this is my duty and i got to do it and that person, he says, these are called mental impressions. Does anybody understand the Swadharma? Nobody understands what is the Swadharma. Everybody has got mental impressions about things. They believe that is the Swadharma. Means, they think that what they are doing is the Swadharma. The moment I say they think it is their Swadharma, the word think will tell you it is their idiotic mind which is telling them this thing. Swadharma is not that. The thinking is done by your mind. And if your mind is saying, I am thinking, this is my Swadharma, you are mistaken. Because that is your worldly duty. Worldly duty. So, these are mental impressions and all these activities are temporary nonetheless by the grace of person, supreme personality of God, the living entity gets a chance to execute all the mental concoctions. These are called mental concoctions. The mind creates these things. Understand this one thing for sure. The Swadharma can never be understood by Swa, that means your ego. Understand? Your ego can never direct you towards your Swadharma. Neither can your mind direct you. Your Swadharma is not known to you. It is only after a lot of churning that your Swadharma will be made available to you. So you need to be in the company of the sage who will then direct your attention and your mind towards doing what is the right thing for you to do. Why are you here? This question can only be answered by the Guru and nobody else. So if you think that you are doing the answering yourself, understand this, this is nothing but your mental concoctions. 
So this verse will tell you those things. It says, this is your tendencies. And your tendencies are not going to be helping you towards reaching your goals, which is your swadharma. No. So, so this is my duty and this is how I do it. No, that is not the swadharma. It is your material worldly dharma. Your material worldly dharma says, Bacche ko dekhna, baap ko dekhna, isko dekhna, usko dekhna. Okay, fine. All those things are not the right thing to do. Okay. So, one can understand the mental or conscious position of a living entity by the activities of two kinds of senses. That is the knowledge acquiring senses and the executive senses. Similarly, by the mental conditions or consciousness of the person, one can understand this position in the previous life. Okay, I will answer your question once I come to the end. But first let me do this particular one. Because this is very very important verse which you need to understand. This chapter is getting very very beautiful. I don't know how much of you are actually liking it. But one can understand the mental and the conscious position of a living entity by the activities of two kinds. That is the knowledge acquiring senses and the executive senses. What kind of senses are we talking about? One which does something, doership is there and one which receives it. That means you get an impression and then you do that action. Receiving an impression happens by means of our five senses. What are the five senses? Eyes, ears, nose. Okay, all these are five. What do we do? We take data from outside. Okay, what is this data that we get from outside? They get gather knowledge from outside. So you see an object in front of you. So if you see an object or you hear or you smell or you taste or you touch, one of these things is happening. When one of these things is happening, you are gathering knowledge from the material world. Execution of that job happens by means of the ones which are called the doership is there with what? Hands, legs, tongue. Remember this? These are the executable type which we perform actions with. We perform actions by means of these five things. Right? Karmendriyas. Yes, you are right about it. Karmendriya. Karma jisse hum karte hain. Haat se, pair se, muh se, that is the tongue, speech, anus and the sexual organ. These are the five karmendriyas that are the they perform something. So this happens, two kinds of senses. Similarly, by the mental condition or consciousness of the person, one can understand his position in the previous life. Now you look at a person. What do you know? When you look at another individual, you will immediately understand with your own eyes what that person is. With your ears you can hear him speak. With your nose you can smell him. With your mouth you can taste. With your hands you can feel. You get an impression about his previous life. Think about it. How does this impression come to us? With our eyes, we look at that person. Many a times we have heard this impression. He looks like a doberman. See, look at him. Or like a bulldog. Have we said these words? We have definitely said these words. He looks like a doberman. And when he talks, he looks like a doberman. 
और भूख भोंगते रहता है देखो जब देखो तभी भोंकेगा मीन्स ही इज गॉट द हैबिट ऑफ बार्किंग ही डजेंट स्पीक वर्ड्स ही बार्क्स देम वेन यू गो नियर हिम ही स्टिंग्स इज गॉट अ स्मेल लाइक अ डॉग ओनली so you will know that your organs which are basically your eyes nose ears and everything are actually getting the impression of what this person must have been in his past life you got what i am saying one can understand the position of this person in the previous life so that is the reason why aparna must be smiling away <laughs> because jab bhi main bolta hu ki aisa kutte laga sab so understand this so this is what actually happens we get an impression of what that person was in the last life okay somebody who is who always wants to keep on nudging people and going like this i'm sure you understand or somebody who just likes to sleep full day not wanting to get up even if you wake them up aisa poke karke bolega sir ke upar pani dalega tabhi wo uthega nahi भालू 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 समझते हो हाँ वो छ महीना खाता है और छ महीना सोता है तो भालू है तो लास्ट लाइफ में जरूर भालू होगा सो यू विल फाइंड दैट यू कैन एक्चुअली मेक आउट व्हाट द पर्सन हैज बीन समटाइम्स अ पर्सन इज वेरी स्लो हम लोग कैसे बोलते हैं उसको स्नेल के जैसा जाता है है ना ही इज वर्किंग एट स्नेल स्पेस we actually if you think about it you keep on using words in your talk which are actually yeah so you can say no ki oh ye last life mein ye hua rahega so narad muni is also saying the same thing because you take up a body which has come to you because of all these actions that you have performed so sometimes we suddenly experience something that has never experienced in the present body by sight or hearing sometimes we see things suddenly in dreams now narad muni is taking a slightly different deviation he says sometimes we get dreams sometimes we get an understanding sometimes something suddenly it appears to us therefore my dear king the living entity who has a subtle mental covering develops all kinds of thoughts and images because of his previous body take this from me as certain there is no possibility of concocting anything mentally without having perceived it in the previous body do you get this point sometimes when objects appear to us suddenly out of the blue or you get a dream or you get certain things right there in front of you why are they appearing there you may say i have never seen this before in my life in your this life you might not have seen but in your past life you have actually done it or seen that object so it is appearing to you like say for example a certain thing happens to you right now yeah a certain thing happens to you let us say for example you are driving down the highway and you come across this one particular person who is lying there in the middle of the road and that person is breathing very heavily you immediately go over there and see oh and even before you have done anything you try the cpr over there tick 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 you know that you do that and the person is saved then you come and sit back into the car 
the ambulance has come and taken that person away and then when you are driving back home you think about it are i have never done this in my life before how is it that today i am doing this i did not know anything about this so narad muni says these words take this from me as certain you have done this in your past life it may be that you become an artist uh, i was showing a film to somebody and though somebody i just said that okay this is the film i you need to watch so they were watching the film and the moment they finished the film the film got finished and then they asked me who is the person who made this film and the moment i told them the name they they were in for a shock they said how can this person do it it is not there in him or her why because they have never seen this person do this kind of creative work but suddenly doing creative work and being so good at it doesn't it speak that this person must have been creative in his past life yes of course actually talks of that so this is what he says therefore my king the living entity who is subtle mental covering develops all kinds of thoughts and images because of his previous body take this from me as certain there is no possibility of concocting anything mentally without having perceived it in the previous body o king all good fortune unto you the mind is the cause of the living entities attaining a certain type of a body in accordance with the association with material nature accordingly to once according to one's mental composition one can understand that the living entity was in the past life as well as what kind of body he will have in the future thus the mind indicates the past and the future bodies you are very smart enough to understand this thing when you look at a person you can predict what that person could have been in the past life and the moment you see the person in the present life doing something different then you know in the next life marne ke baad wo kya banne wala hai mind has been given to you the mind is a very beautiful thing and the mind has been telling you this is what the person was and this is what he is going to be and this is how you get to get an get an understanding of how in your past life this person was and in the future what is he going to be sometimes in a dream we see something never experienced or heard in this life but all these incidents have been experienced at different times in different places and in different conditions the mind of the living entity continues to exist in various gross bodies and according to one's desire for sense gratification the mind records different thoughts in the mind there appears together in different combinations therefore these images sometime appear as things never seen or never heard before so sometimes we come across a certain situation in our life where we are able to perform a certain actions those actions are performed why because you have maybe in this life you have not got any training but in your past life you have got a training you have got the idea about what you were supposed to do and you have done it in this life as well so this all these thoughts everything is getting recorded in the body i told you you have a hard drive in you where everything is getting recorded whether it is from your past life whether it is from this life whether it is going to be from a future life is all going to get embedded inside of you this embedding happens in two forms one is your karma which i told you how karma gets done and the second one is your tendencies vasanas remember these are the two things we keep on talking always so the vasanas are coming from your past life and your present as well 
in your future these tendencies will teach you what you can be in your next so you can definitely predict what you are going to be in your next life so in this life if you are if you are a person who keeps on barking and if you have not been a dog in your past life then in the future you will definitely be one so you have you have sanctioned yourself a life like that think about it okay so <laughs> so these images appear as things never seen or heard before krishna consciousness means constantly associating with supreme personality of godhead i will do this last two verses and then i will stop in such a mental state that the devotee can observe the cosmic manifestation exactly as the supreme personality of godhead does such observation is not always possible but it becomes manifest exactly like the dark planet known as rahu which is observed in the presence of the full moon so now we are coming back to the same topic which is called devotion so what he says you have to be constantly associating with krishna how do you get associated with krishna by always thinking in terms of devotion to the lord and going through the spiritual master who will take us over there so what is it that you will come to know the moment you keep on thinking about him remember in your next life have you not sanctioned something which is going to give you the closeness with him of course so this is you have to understand association with the wise will make you wise association with the lord will give you the lordship it is going to take you over there it's a common sensical thing which will tell you you don't need super very super brains for this very simple isn't it suppose you are associating with a dog you have sanctioned yourself a dog's life if your association with your guru then you know very well what you are going to be in your next life if you have association with krishna you know very well what you are going to be in your next life there is no way in which you can get out of this knowledge which has been imparted to you so think about it as long as there exists the subtle material body composed of intelligence mind senses sense objects and the reaction to the material qualities the consciousness of false identification is the relative object the gross body exists as well so in our material world because we have these multiple bodies covering one on top of each other remember the physical body then the mind body intellectual body so on and so forth so many bodies are there so intelligence mind senses sense objects reaction with material qualities all this is there till you are going to have the false identification with your physical and your other bodies you will still be trapped in the material world because you are going to carry impressions on them which is what is going to be embedded inside of you in the form of your karma and your vasanas and they are going to be there bang in front of you but if you have left all these bodies at the feet of the lord what is the point there is nothing to bother about everything is going to be him alone and you don't have to bother your head about what you are going to do in your next life okay so i shall stop over here we have stopped at text uh, 70 okay canto 4 chapter 29 70 we shall take up the rest of it next week we can stop it